From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, brought to you by Keen. Keen's a values-led, family-owned outdoor brand from Portland, Oregon, and they've made doing good part of doing business for more than 16 years. From consciously constructing its products for a lighter impact on the planet, to working with nonprofit partners, to protect the places where we work and play, Keen puts its values in motion to leave the world a better place. Now, I know you can hear a little background noise. Matt is coming to us from an open-doored Jeep. You are not driving, though, are you, Matt? I am not. My beautiful wife is driving. We're heading to the beach today. To the beach? Yeah. Well, you just can't get away from water, whether it's melted or frozen. That's the best way to live life. So, Matt, we're going to have a fun conversation today. I had the absolute pleasure of learning and skiing with you during National Academy this past spring. Uh, And one of the things you brought up as you were teaching, all I could think about was I can't wait to interview you about this. And that was controlling chaos. (laughs) I I remember well. (laughs) So what is it about chaos in snow sports that uh, needs to be controlled? Well, you know, I think in an effort to do what we think we're supposed to do in skiing, we rush through movements, we 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 uh, we rush through segments of the turn, and in turn, the rushing through all that stuff creates more chaos. And chaos is fine when you're cruising the groomers at your home resort and you know every bump and and roll. But when you get into different terrain, different conditions, different pitches, steeper than you're used to, that chaos can really, really impact not only your performance, but your mindset. And I was just going to bring up mindset as you were talking about that, because I was going to say, I mean, you can have chaos going on with your body, but what's that do to your mind? Well, you know, I think it it impacts us in in many different ways. you know, certainly there's there's fear for those folks that that um, have gone through past injuries or who just are not quite as aggressive as others. And, and from the other side of that, I think that chaos um, from folks that that it doesn't impact um, negatively from a mental perspective. I think that chaos can lead to excitement, which leads to um, a perception that the performance is where it's supposed to be, and. and in reality, it's not. Ah, which is why I was coming down in your class going, Matt, look at me. I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't happen. Uh, so let's, let's talk about what exactly do you consider chaos? Well, I, I, in, particularly in the situation that we were in, you know, we were skiing a big sky together and big sky is steep and, and can be gnarly and, uh, I think the chaos that, that I see most frequently happen is when people rush to get their skis from one side of them to the other, from one set of edges to the other set of edges. Um, you know, we treat skiing as an edge-to-edge sport. But in between that, in between when your edges are on the left side of you to the, when they're on the right side of you, if there's no connection to the ground there or less than, than an ideal amount of connection to the ground in between those two states, that's when chaos occurs. Now, Matt, I, I remember that you saw a lot of edges not making contact with the snow, but one of the things I found really, really interesting was 
you were working with us on really having that connection take part in a certain part of the edge. Can you expound on that a little bit? I sure can. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the edges, and I'm gonna, I might even back you up a little bit there. Um, you know, again, we think of skiing as an edge-to-edge sport, and, and what I encourage the group to do is to think of, the, of skiing as a flat ski to flat ski sport. So the ski moves from flat, tips gradually on to its head, highest edge angle, and then tips back to flat. And it's in that flat phase or in the first degree of edge angle and the last degree of edge angle, it's through that transition from last degree to first degree of edge angle that we need to make sure that we've got contact with the snow. And when I say contact, I mean our body weight or at least striving to have our body weight on the, on the snow. This is really taking me back to an interview that you and I did along with Jeb uh, about skiing ice and steeps. Again, when conditions or pitch change, um, what worked well on an intermediate groomer all of a sudden stops working. And that that degree of accuracy that we should be practicing on those groomers, if it's not there, it really starts to show up when you get into ice, steeps, powder, bumps, you name it. And how do we work on that degree of accuracy? Because don't we just want to go from edge to edge as fat? fast as we can uh, or flat to flat <laughs> well you know it's funny because there's been some some misconceptions over the years and and you still hear it a lot um like in the race world you hear race coaches talking about getting to a high early edge and, and i like to to change the word high to engage get to an engaged early edge um and for your edges to be engaged you need to be able to stand on them that's that's how things work. If you're not standing on them, they're probably not engaged. So what are some things we can look at in our students when we're seeing chaos going on? And I'd really like for you to walk us through the different levels of teaching. Huh, that's a tough question. I'm going to have to give away all my secrets here. <laughs> now, I will say that for myself, what I look for, I look to see... If inside of your boots, I look as if I could see through a crystal boot and see if your if your foot is flat on the bottom of the boot, um, or is it lifting off the bottom of the boot? You can you can feel that by standing fully on your right foot and then lifting slightly off without lifting that foot off the ground, and you'll feel your the arch start to to increase as you lift that foot off the ground. And if you're pulling away from the ground again you're probably not as engaged as you ought to be i look to see um through my deduction and movement assessment is how much of your body is being supported by the bottoms of your feet and if it's less than your body weight through that phase i look to see then why that's happening are you um are you bouncing from the pressure of the old turn into the new are you extending too quickly into the new turn at the end of that extension you lose pressure on the bottoms of your feet um, are you rotating, which is causing a, a lack of pressure going into the new turn? Those are all things that I run through. Now, Matt, I know national team tryouts are coming up next spring. Um, I don't want you to give away too much. So <laughs> <laughs> what's it like for you going into another tryout year? Uh, you know, that tryout is so intense. 
um, and so difficult that, um, you know, you'd think going into your fourth tryout that um, you wouldn't be stressed out about it and you'd have it um, on lockdown. But it, 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 it always gets to you. The variables, particularly with a guy like Michael Rogan uh, throwing crazy tasks at you, um, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and you see some of the best struggle and you see um, others others succeed. And, and that's just the, the nature of the beast. So. so how do you control your mental chaos when you go into a situation like that? Because I'm looking at that as, you know, uh, a new skier getting into some terrain that really throws them for a loop. You know, um, this, this is funny. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little embarrassed when I give you my answers to this. But um, I think uh, before I give you those answers, can, when you get into those high-stress environments, whether you're my daughter's playing softball or soccer, um, it's a football game, it's a running race, it's a tryout, it's a ski race, you need to figure out in your own mind uh, what your, how you best control that that mental chaos and and for me i'm embarrassed to admit i have got a playlist of country ballads that i run through my uh my either my earphones or even more embarrassingly i'll I'll sing quietly to myself before i take off um and just to bring my uh my level of adrenaline my level of of uh, amp down just a touch um and that might not be what others need to do. Some people will need to get some uh, some amped up music and, and to further amp themselves up. I find for myself, I need to calm things down and create a, a smooth, calm demeanor. We'll continue that thought in just a moment. You're listening to First Chair brought to you by Keen, a values-led, family-owned outdoor brand that's made doing good a part of doing business for more than 16 years. Keen puts its values in motion to leave the world a better place. Now, Matt, I'd kind of like to get into our teaching skills here with chaos because what can we do as instructors to lower that level of fear in our students? Uh, yeah, that, you know, that's such a humongous topic, um, you know, between our teaching and our people skills. I think from a people skills perspective, we need to get really good at recognizing fear when we see it um and 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 honestly uh recognizing perhaps a lack of fear in some um you know my kids as an example they they thrive on risk um so recognizing you know just maybe a lack of risk that's out there but at the same time being able to mitigate that um through you know as a teacher through movement how do we move in a different way how do we change what we're doing so that we can make the task at hand whether it's a a, a physical task for an exam or it's terrain at big sky make it attainable and to tame the beast that that really um, can get into people's head and let's if you don't mind sharing uh you're taking a a group of intermediates first time into the bumps and you're really seeing the skis losing contact with the snow what are some things we can do to help that class improve their skills so you know that's a that's a a great opportunity to to take that group put them in terrain that they can deal with although the bumps right the bumps add things up but if you can get a lower pitch 
um, smaller bumps. And, and at that point in time, don't overload them with all the things that they can't do. Um, you know, whatever you do, don't push this red button. That, that, that's the last thing you want to do. At that point in time, get them into those moguls, into a place where you feel that they've got the power to succeed and let them explore bump by bump at their own pace and let them get in there and just play a little bit. And now I want to go back to that first time on skis person who's maybe taking their first straight glide. What are some things we can do with that person when we see them starting to lose some contact with the snow? So with, uh, with the first time skier, I think the biggest, there's two sources of mental chaos for the first time skier. One is internal and from their own perceptions of what skiing uh, and or riding is. Um, they, they perceive it as risky. Some folks do. Um, the other source is external, and that comes from us, um, from uh, things that we can't control, the stress of getting there, the cost of the lift ticket, the rental shop experience. Those are things that are out of our control, but then they get into our control they may already be freaked out, and then we proceed to overload them with information. Um, that's something that we can control, is not overloading that, that student that, that has the fear, has the chaos built up mentally already uh, before they've even had physical chaos. And we start powering them with information. You know, that, that's the best time to put them on terrain that they can be successful on which might just be a very flat pitch and let them explore and play a little bit in that simple piece of terrain. Thank you, Matt. Now, in conclusion, what I'd like you to do is talk to us about maybe our own chaos as we approach a class for the first time. We're a new hire. Uh, it's our first class back after uh, seven months off of teaching. What can we do to get ourselves prepared yeah. in both our skiing but really, let's focus on our teaching. Uh, that's a that's such a great question because you know typically I think of chaos as it applies to our physical skiing performance and things that we can do to limit physical chaos. Um, but I think by talking about chaos in our teaching, um, this question really makes me think, and I think the same things that apply um, in our physical performance being accurate and limiting the things, the extra things that cause chaos. Um, I think those two, two pieces really apply to our teaching, you know, be accurate and limit all the extra things that we might do. Um, and by limit, I mean, you know what, if you feel like you're adding too much into a lesson, you probably are at that point in time, it's time to, to let the students move, let them practice, let them play, let them explore, because they're learning when they're exploring. They're learning when they're playing. They're learning on their own. Um, and by doing so, it gives you time to take the chaos out of your teaching, to reformulate your plan, to reformulate your thoughts, to reassess your students, and, and, to, and to further their learning in, in a more impactful way. Matt, any thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, less is more, gang. Um, less is more in our teaching, in our skiing, in, in, in our, well, not in our fun. More fun is more. <laughs>
Matt Boyd joining us on First Chair, brought to you by Keen. Keen's a values-led, family-owned outdoor brand from Portland, Oregon. They've made doing good part of doing business for more than 16 years, from consciously constructing its products for a lighter impact on the planet, to working with nonprofit partners to protect the places where we work and play. Keen puts its values in motion to leave the world a better place. Matt Boyd, national team member, thanks very much for joining us on First Chair. Hey, thank you, George. Can I throw a plug in for our sponsor? Absolutely. So, you know, stuffing your feet into ski boots every day all winter long does not work well when you transition to a work boot. Uh, I ran into a bunch of foot problems, and I switched over to the Keen Pittsburgh steel toe boot, and I have had nothing but luck with that boot. So it's a plug for our sponsor. And I heartily agree. I absolutely love their shoes and sandals. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.